Welcome to uh, podcast three of Peaceful Montessori Homeschool. I'm here with Adriana Prescott. I'm Jonathan Prescott. And we want to talk about, Adriana? Um, what the Montessori prepared environment is. Um, and what it's not. And what it's not. A lot of people that are new to Montessori think they know what it is. <laughs> right. But what I want to say is that it's not what you think it is. <laughs> There's actually more in depth on mm. what that means and not only what that looks like, but also what the parent who is going to be the guide, what that person's responsibilities end up being. Sure. Most people, when they hear the word environment, they think of well, it's just what's around them, right? Table and chairs and books and some things you purchase, right. maybe. And, and so you're supposed to drop this kid <clears throat> into the environment, all of a sudden learning happens. Yeah. But it, it's beyond, it's way beyond that. And yeah, that's, I think a lot of the, the, the misunderstanding is people come from the traditional approach. And, and, and I can understand that. That's what that environment looks like, and they think it's the same, but it's not. Oh, yeah. In fact, Maria Montessori herself complained, uh, incredibly uh, complained about the environment of uh, the schools, the public school systems, because the, she said the chairs were bolted down, everything was, you know, the desks were bolted down. Uh, and you're supposed to sit rigid in these places, and and she, she said we gotta we gotta forget all that. And and no freedom to move around. Like children yes. don't have a choice; they're just expected to sit down and pay attention, basically. Right. And and that's and that's what it is nowadays. And so it's hard for people who don't know Montessori that they they read a few things online and they think they understand it, but it's not. There's there's more. Uh, philosophical aspects behind it, and also psychology as well. Absolutely, and and uh, and also they they completely uh, discount the other uh, the other part and the other thing about what an environment actually is. Mm -hmm. Montessori is a completely different method, and to really understand it before you apply the the or prepare the the environment for a child, um, you really need to understand. The philosophy behind it and, and the methods and and two books that I think are really good prerequisites to understanding they they actually talk about how children learn um, and also the psychological aspects under on the different stages of development. Um, very interesting reads. Um, one of them is uh, the Secret of Childhood. This is written by Maria Montessori. And the other one, also written by Maria Montessori, is called The Absorbent Mind. Yes. Very, and two very good books that are really must-haves, must and you have to ha have these as prerequisites before you actually attempt to have a prepared environment. Right. And again, we, 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 most people, most listeners will probably still think about the environment. But, I, you know, I've read The Absorbent Mind. I've read parts of secret, uh, the secret uh, of childhood, um, but I'm I'm very familiar with all, a lot of the other uh, books of, of Maria Montessori, her her notebook and stuff like this. So yeah, and she goes and she's very scientific. The 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 way that she writes um, is also very different. She was the first female doctor in Italy, 
in a time when it wasn't quite ex ex as accepted for women to have those kind of or pursue those kind of careers. Um, but she's she's she, she's very clinical in in the way that she writes, and I kind of like that um, very straightforward and direct in my perspective. She writes about her observations in children, and again, she 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 observed and studied very for many years on how children learn, um, what what comes natural to them, and not and, and as opposed to how learning is forced upon them. So right. she she kind of take her watching children, what they're how they do do things naturally and and because they're gonna learn right we we are humans right we we have a, a, a we naturally we we're very curious and we want to discover and so a lot of her her method is is taking on that natural aspect on how children learn right. So, so basically, um, we, we have Maria Montessori and she's concerned about the, the children and she wants, uh, and she wants to develop a new system. Okay. Mm -hmm. In fact, as she starts developing a new system because, because she, she's been given, uh, um, these children who were very slow, what they, what they called idiots. Yes, and at that time, children that were not considered normal actually ended up in the um, insane asylums. Right. With all these adults that are, you know, insane, and then you have children like that. Yes, mm -hmm. and so she was given the unpleasant task uh, because the medical doctors back then they were they they gave, you know, her being the first female, you know, all the uh, all the female uh, medical doctors. Uh, kind of the worst, worst cases, mm -hmm. and um, so anyway, here she is. And she's she's got to do something with them. So she she's she's not daunted by this. Mm -hmm. She has to figure out how how to do things. Well, I don't think I don't think the from what I recall reading about her history, I don't think she was given this task. I think she observed. She felt she saw a problem. She saw a problem and saw these children hanging around in there because they were actually she was working under another doctor I think like kind of part of the residency I think and they were treating the adults in the insane asylum and then she noticed the children yes she noticed the children and they, they were picking up scraps of bread mm -hmm. and they were looking at them so and that's when she first realized that uh, and and the because the person that was her guide through this I think this this doctor she she says uh, the that doctor said, "Well, uh, I don't know why they're they're not they can't be hungry, you know. Why are they picking up these mm -hmm. small little tiny pieces?" And and Maria Montessori says, "They're not hungry. They're observing their surroundings. They're yeah. examining things." This particular doctor she was working under residency happened to be a psychiatrist. Yes. So um, I think that. Uh, that that also influenced her um, in 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 looking into that as well. Um, anyway, uh, uh, with the history. Yeah. Well, you you guys can look up the history. It's 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 very interesting. Um, but if she if she was able to develop a system where where mentally um, challenged children could learn um, and take the same tests that the normal kids took and and passed. 
Yeah, passed, and some some actually yeah. did better than the than some of the regular children. It kind of it said something, you know. Right, and this goes directly into what the environment is. Yes. Okay, because these these kids already had a environment, their traditional environment that they couldn't operate in. They couldn't. Operate. So what was what was specifically different between Maria Montessori's prepared environment and hers? It, it and and even though that. I mean, in, in the traditional one, it's it's not just the furniture. Mm -hmm. The furniture played a part, but we, I want to get it to what what is the environment? Well, but that, that's I was getting to that because this this is why I mentioned those two books earlier because she honed in on how children learn, and that is regardless of their mental abilities. Okay, it's it's still the same same this same natural process and so basically um, the concept is for the environment to be designed to facilitate um, independent learning and exploration by the children right okay because they that's that's how, how they learn best okay I, I get that but what is it's it's not just and this is what we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. Uh, you know, briefly, and that and that is, it's not just the things around them. It's not just the ex externalities of of uh, you know. It's not the books. It's not the chairs. It's not the table. All of those are unique to Montessori, but it's also what Maria Montessori. She she renamed the the role of teacher as a guide. And there, yes. and this very specific why? Because the guide is actually the facilitator of the environment. That's that's yeah, that's exactly right. The the guide becomes the one responsible for the environment to be successful. Right. So, and what does that mean? That means that the guide becomes um, like the architect, the engineer. Right. The coder. The coder of the environment. And, um, for example, in the homeschool setting, okay, how do you do that? Because in, in, in Montessori schools, they, are, they already have a prepared environment that is purchased. That means everything is already done and prepared, and you just have to put it in the shelves, but it has to be put in a particular order and, and such. But in the, in the house... Um, you can't purchase yeah. a, a prepared environment, okay? It, it's expensive, that's what it you're saying. It's too expensive. And so what that means, that you, you can buy some materials, you can, be, you can make some materials, but not only that, but what you make as, how, how, do you, how do you make things to present to a child that is appealing to them? Because ideally, all of our knowledge can be found in books, and you can pretty much bring all the books home. You but can, that's but that's not gonna gonna cut it because you can sit down and read to the child and and so on. But the child may not want to pick up that book again. So, going back to what the environment is, cause you could you could put a child directly into a, a Montessori environment, mm -hmm. okay, a Montessori school, but they will, still will not learn. No. Okay, because that's not, again, that's not the environment. The no. environment is actually in the child's mind. Yes, 
Okay, let me let me expand on that a little bit. That's the environment. The facilitator, the guide, prepares the environment. She, uh, the the he or she, the the facilitator, uh, prepares the environment of the child's mind. Mm -hmm. Okay, they do that with the externalities, the books, the lessons, mm -hmm. the 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 tables and chairs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let me, yep. Yeah. Go right ahead. Let me explain. Like I said, you could basically bring all the knowledge into a room with just books, but that is is it's not going to cut. All the information is there though. But what the guide becomes is you become a translator of that abstract knowledge and you translate it and transform it into concrete things. Right. Okay? You, you translate it into a way that children can manipulate. Right? Mm -hmm. You bring, for example, you bring a book about zoology or animals and so on and so forth. So what, what all, the, all the information is there, but... The, the kid is going to read a little bit, and then this may not want to... So it's, it's not appealing. It's not appealing. It's not fun. It's not going to make the child want to look at it and manipulate it and so, learn. So in that regard, it's, at that moment, it's not a prepared environment. No. No, so you have to translate information. So what do you do? You, you create charts. You create cards. Uh, and there are specific cards in Montessori. That they're called three-part cards. Okay, and it's a way to put all that abstract information into a concrete way that children can manipulate it. The guy needs to prepare that. Okay, and, and it's a really like it's, like you said, mm -hmm. the guide is the is the architect, mm -hmm. the facilitator, the coder, the engineer of the prepared environment. The prepared environment is actually the mind of the child. Yep. Okay, and so this is and this is important because. Uh, we get hung up so much, you know, oh, well, we have to have this and that and the other thing. Mm -hmm. But we really miss, and, and this is what Maria Montessori discovered, is, is it's at the mind of the child. And, and the prepared environment changes as the, as the child goes through its stages of learning. Exactly. And so, so, the, so the guide, he has to be completely ready. Yes. So, what, so basically... Um, one example of that is when you bring in a new material into the classroom. That's, that's, that's the best time to, like first grade and second grade, there's a lot of materials introduced for the first time. And the child is incredibly interested in this new material, wants to touch it, wants to know everything you can do about it. So that's the time to actually show what can be done. Yeah. Okay, and you, and, and you can have little exercises on cards for them, okay? Because we don't do we don't do worksheets, we don't do we don't do tests in Montessori, but you have activity cards, right. a much more fun way that they can independently say, pick a card. Oh, I want to do this activity on my own, and so they can they can work on something independently. Okay, you may have to sh do the the one the the, the lessons. There's I, I explained this a little bit more um, in other videos. I think if not. Um, Montessori's books might explain that, but there's three period lessons, and they're different. But um, you can give the lessons to the to the children the first time, but after that, they they know how to do it, so they can independently explore and right. discover further on their own. So 
and their self and their self corrected activities where if there's things that they need to do the answers are on there too so they can check themselves yes so very, very independent learning they can go in there and try different things and it's and it's done in a fun way like pe- like the, it it actually grabs the children's interest they're not dull they're not mundane they're not so, so how space. would you des- how would you describe what it means to, I mean, so the environment is more than just um, uh, just things. It's it's it's, it's it's more than just things on the shelf. Right. Yes. And it's it is more than just books. It's more than just the lesson plans. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, it evolves. Yes, and then the, like I said, what. When the child gets really interested when the, with the material when it's first introduced, and you they do everything with, with that they want with that, and then you have to be really observing when they're not they're not using that anymore. That means that that they're done. They're done with their exploration and discovery with that material, and they're ready to move on to the next thing. Right, and this goes right into what the the methodology Maria Montessori used in observing the child. Mm-hmm. Okay, she was always observing. Always taking notes, always figuring out what, wh- how the child learns, mm-hmm. and so she knew right on top of things uh, what the next step is. Exactly. And, and 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 real quick, the the thing is, is we don't uh, in traditional schooling they don't do that. No. They don't. They don't care less what the child thinks. And they 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 just say this is the lesson. Absorb it. We're gonna have a test. Not only that, but it's so abstract and so boring that it's not really appealing to the child. Right. So instead of so, learning, all the child ends up asking is, is this going to be on the test? Correct. So there's none of that. So there is no, yeah. there is no, it doesn't matter what you have in the classroom. The, the environment is not prepared because it's in the child, uh, child's mind. Yep. Okay. And this is why uh, uh, whenever you visit a Montessori classroom, you will see a lot of things happening with a lot of different students. A lot of students are, yes. are doing many different things. Correct. Okay. And they're focused. And and the guide is in there, and the guide's assistant, and maybe another guide, depending mm-hmm. on how big how big the classroom Usually is. Usually, it's just two: a, a main teach, main lead guide, and then a an assistant. Right. Guide. And mm-hmm. so they're going in there, and they're facilitating, mm-hmm. and taking notes, and making observations about where the children mm-hmm. are at. And and they are making sure that the the their mind is prepared. Now, let me add something. Yes. Hold on to that. Can you hold on yeah, to yeah. that? Um, I get I get a lot of compliments on how smart Annabelle is. Is our our daughter? She's nine, going on ten um, this month uh, in May. And they always say how well rounded she is in her knowledge and how smart she is. And the thing is. Every kid is going to have specific interests, leaning towards more towards literature, literature, or be more leaning towards math or whatever, and and that's that's normal. But what I do, okay, what I do is, if I know that there's certain subjects that she's not really that interested, what I do is make make them the most interesting thing I can possibly. Just I could I turn this something that I that I would think she would think is boring turning into something amazing and interesting, okay? I'll make it incredibly appealing, but not like disingenuous. It's like, let me find the most interesting things about this boring subject and see if that, and and every time, it's like, 
wow, that is interesting. That is amazing. And so you, 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 the thing is, she, now she's learning subjects that she wouldn't normally gravitate towards. Right. And even if, let's say, let's say you think something is very interesting and you really work hard on it, and she doesn't think it's that interesting. Interesting. It's okay. It's okay too. because you can go to the next thing that yes. that you've prepared that says, okay, this is an interesting. Mm -hmm. Now you may have and and then see this is how you're thinking mm -hmm. because uh, one thing leads to another. So the next thing that she may find interesting in can lead back to yes. the thing that she wasn't interesting in interested in. And so this is why the guide is, and I go always go back to this example of it's like a sword master, right? The sword master is responsible for teaching the young prince how to use a sword and, and do battle, mm -hmm. right? The king, uh, if if the if the prince doesn't learn, it doesn't matter if the if the sword master did everything right and, and, and had had all these, you know, lessons and stuff prepared. It only matters whether the child, uh, the, the, the young prince, learns the lessons and can defend himself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter because the king is going to say, you failed to teach my prince how to use a sword. Mm -hmm. Okay? And we don't, we, don't look at, we don't look at teachers that way. Because the teacher now is blameless. Oh, I, I presented all this information, yeah. and, so, and it's like, he just didn't learn. Yeah, so the thing is, don't, it's not about just presenting, okay? Don't just, you know, I'm going to present this. No, just make it the best, most enjoyable experience, basically. That's what you do. Make the most enjoyable experience <clears throat> as possible. That's how you give the, the knowledge to children. And, and so, again, with, with the analogy... Right, mm -hmm. um, that swordmaster has to know upon pain of execution, has yes. has to say, I have to teach this young whippersnapper how to use a sword. So he has to he has to find out what his strengths are, yes. what his weaknesses is, and kind of figure out how he can best learn the skill. And exactly. let's exactly, and it may be. That the young prince doesn't grasp the sword at all, right? He just can't do it. Maybe his strength, maybe his coordination, maybe something. Uh, but the sword master says, "Okay, this is the problem, King. I ran into. He can't. He can barely use a sword, but his real strength is in the mace. His real strength is in the bow. His real strength is in the 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 spear." So he's like, he can, we got there, he can defend himself. But yes, I understand, it's just, he just couldn't, he couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. So the guide, okay, the sword master, found a way around the problem. And this is what teachers are supposed to do. Mm -hmm. What guides do in Montessori is, even though the child may not be able to grasp something, they can work around it. Correct. And this is, and my, my real Montessori, it, what's, I mean, let me hone in on the mathematics, because that's what blew, blew my mind, you know, away. It, it's like, it's like mind-blowing, the, the materials for mathematics. is 
And, and you come, you're, you're an engineer, so you understand high mathematics. Yeah, and okay. my, my, I'm very proficient in mathematics and science, so those are my strengths. So um, I, don't, I don't get easily, um, what's that word, um, impressed. But she completely impressed me with her materials because they're so versatile, okay? Not only that, but um, add and subtraction, there's many materials that satisfy that. So if, if this material doesn't work, try the next material. That one doesn't work. It's like so many different materials that are beautiful and different ways to manipulate. And, and, some and of concrete. Them, yes, and concrete. And some of them have a, an interesting approach where they, they um, allow the passage from concrete to abstract, it actually goes in stages. Some of the materials are more concrete than others, but then there's some that actually, they're so brilliant that actually um, satisfy that, that passage from concrete to abstraction. So the kid, so the kid it, it kind of evolves with the child's mind where they're moving towards more to the abstraction mm -hmm. mindset, where eventually, Okay, as a young adult, they don't need these concrete materials anymore. They they just need books, right? They right. can they can learn um, advanced math by just reading the books and and get into calculus and so what <clears throat> and so forth. But a lot of the problems is you get you get kids in high school and college that that have always learned these things abstractly, but they don't have that concrete. Uh, um, basic um, experience prior so they have troubles visualizing because mathematics it's not just numbers on a piece of paper it's not equations that that you memorize the act there's actually something that you can actually visualize and this is what mathematicians are able to do because they know where the equations are derived from right okay it's all visualized the, the, you know the area of a pyramid that there's 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 you have to understand how that is derived, and in Montessori, children learn how all those equations are derived. And and what what impressed me about them, what, watching you teach a Annabelle the the math mathematics mm -hmm. through the Montessori method, uh, was how quickly she picked them up. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of there's a lot of other um, approaches or companies or whatever like Math UC or whatever that are that are incorporating. Montessori stuff, like they have the manipulatives, and so a lot of them are incorporating a lot of the um, um, methodology. So anyway. But but uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's so so basically, this little this little chat has been, has been about what the environment actually is. Yes, and evolves and it's continuously evolving with the child. Uh, because because it's the mind of the child. Exactly. So I. I started, like, for example, I started in the early, early, I mean, lower elementary with certain materials, and now they, right now I'm preparing something that's more on the abstract level. Sure. So, it's, it's, a, it's a continuing process. You, you don't just equip it with materials on the shelves and walk away. That's not how it works. Right, and it's, it's not the externalities, like I mentioned. Mm -hmm. It's not the tables, the chairs. It's not all the books. It's it's the it's the guide uh, manipulating the resources around them to satisfy the mind of the child. Mm -hmm. Okay, and it evolves. Okay, the the environment inv inv evolves with the interests of the mm -hmm. child. 
And it's for it is for the for the maximum maximum learning. It's it's for learning. It's not for behavioral modifications. Ah, uh, yes, that's true. Okay, it's not for behavioral modifications because some some people mention they wanna they wanna create an environment for maybe a time ends or something. Something to modify behavior. It's not intended for that. No, no. It's, it's, it's for learning. It's. I mean, I I looked at everything I've I've could find on on the basis of Maria Montessori's work. Uh, there, there's nothing I can see where she, uh, um, you know, disciplines children. No. Into some sort of, um, you know. I, you know, I can't find it. I can't find no. where she she actually isolates children or 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 disciplines them. No, no, because discipline discipline is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior, and where there is disobedience, in order to correct it, you punish them. So that's not Montessori. That's definitely not Montessori. No, not Montessori. Now, what Montessori does is when you have a prepared environment and the children are are so um, working diligently on, on things and are focused and everything, that's a process that's called normalization, where they're completely focused, they have self-discipline, okay? Yes. That's different because they're trying, to, um, they're trying to achieve a goal in whatever that they're doing, in their discovery and, and learning. And it's all done independently and by their own choice. That's right. It's not by okay? a sound of a bell where you have to change... You know, you're you're thinking, yes. at, you know, uh, six times a day mm -hmm. for the various subjects. Yes, and you're not, and you're not, you don't make children come into the environment. You don't, or you don't even have to, um, what is what's it called? Not convince children, but try to persuade persuade to come into this environment. Like, like you need to be in this environment right now, or let, let's invite you to this. No, it's it's a natural. Um, appeal that the children have to environment is natural. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's no meddling from an adult. You don't you don't have to convince a child to be there. It's the child wants to be there. Right. So it's designed to appeal to the child's senses. And that's and that's why the guide is the architect. Exactly. And the guide is the coder. The guide is the swordmaster. Yeah. Right. They they are responsible for making the, to making that connection with the mind of the child. Exactly. And that's the preparation we talked about. We talk about when we say the prepared environment. Mm -hmm. The environment is the the garden of the mind. Yep. And so that's that's really what the Montessori environment is. Yep. If you have to, if you if if the child doesn't want to be there, or you have to make the child be there, then it's not prepared correctly. That's right. You know. Mm -hmm. So, so anyway, this is a just a, a brief uh, podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. If Talk there's any questions uh, or or need clarification on what we just discussed, let us know, and we can address them in the comments. Okay, thank you very much.